Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter one of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Like, that's it. This is the last chapter one. There's no more chapter one! (laughs) (laughs) Is no one else freaking out about this? I have been all day. Um, Chapter one of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, The Dark Lord Ascending. And joining us today is our team member, Dahlia Gallegos. 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 It's okay. Hi, guys. (laughs) I knew it. Hey. Hey, Dahlia. Um, first, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow, or to join the conversation and follow along. Um, love our blog, love WizardTeam, have a few extra galleons lying around, donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a training term at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. We now have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website to set up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Um, this holiday season, DFTBA is doing free shippings for orders over $50. So, you know, go over there, buy some stuff from us, buy some stuff from other people. I'm pretty sure the HPA is on there, so if you want to, like, double up, you know, good causes. The HPA is on there. Francesca Ramsey from, like, I think she does, like, Decoded on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson Bird. Mm-hmm. He's on there. Jack is not a bird is on there. He's got some really cool uh, transgender Deathly Hallows pins that I wanted to get one. And then I was like, should I get one? I don't know. <laughs> but now I might get one because, you know, free shipping. Free shipping. Um, it's also DFTBA's 10-year anniversary, and they're making challenge coins to be included in each order from Black Friday until November 26th. I believe that's Cyber Monday, something like that. I don't there's a lot happening with shopping in the next week. And so lots of deals. All the deals. All the deals. So, you know, check it out. It's also Small Business Saturday, which, like, I don't know if, I mean, the deal on DFTBA goes through. Yeah. But, you know, we're also kind of a small business. I mean, we're a small business if we were. <laughs> we were small. <laughs> I got half of it Um, and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so rate and review us on iTunes um, as well as anywhere else where you listen to this podcast but mostly iTunes mostly iTunes and subscribe to Black Witches Weekly our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on so if you want to be in the know be sure to subscribe and you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org and now for Wizard Team News Um, so, <laughs> so since the last time you heard from us, and now, actually I don't know if that's true because we had a bonus episode on Friday, but since the last time a regular episode came out, um, there's been a, a an addition to the Wizarding World. You know, that's a question. It's not clear. Um, <laughs> not at least for me, at least for me, it feels like we may or may not be in like an alternate universe where apparently this is a thing that happens and we should just need to like find our TARDIS and get back to where (laughs) we belong. Um, but you know what this is like to me? Um, like, so you guys know we're based in California by and I, and, um, 
like the state's on fire because of global warming and i mean everywhere that you live like everything is getting worse like all these like climate like things that you know and you kind of like get prepared for like in california it's like there's a wildfire season and you just know that there's going to be some fires and you've like set you know you like internalize that it's a thing and then all of a sudden like the fire has lost its goddamn mind and no one can breathe and it's going everywhere and it won't stop and oh my god that's what this feels like. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's going to be an addition to the Wizarding World. You know, yeah. we're all going to do some things. And, you know, it's not going to be, you know, you would rather it not happen, but, yeah. so, like, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Holy shit. Yeah. What did she do? So part of the reason we invited Deli on this episode is because she's actually seen the movie. And, like, Robin and I, Robin and I have just been, like reading reviews and spoilers and like in the slack where there's been a lot of things happening it's been on fire <laughs> but like i wouldn't say in a bad way like in, in a, a way, way it's been a burning it's been a it's slow not, burning the day. thing is our, it's our been a slow burn. it's been a burn but like we haven't been di- divided no we are we haven't turned on each other <laughs> yeah. so that's good yeah um so there are just a lot of things that i've heard that, so many things. I mean, which is to I the point where, where Johnny Depp is the That's least important today. and least interesting thing like, in the it, things. Like, so first of all, I went into it and I'm like, okay, obviously I'm gonna have to set to the side the fact that you know Johnny Depp's in this. Like, that's just a fact of life. We're gonna watch this with Johnny Depp. But like, honestly, like he is even watching it and like cataloging the problems. He is the least of them. Not to say he's not terrible, because he is, but, like, there's just so much. It's just everything's on fire, and we're all in this together somehow, and I didn't sign up for it, except I did, because I watched it, and, like, you know, I don't, it's just a lot. (laughs) I will say the thing that, like, one of the reasons why we've had a couple of people in our, um, Slack who have watched the movie. Not that many, but a few. And then one of the reasons why when Delia said that she watched it, I was like, we should get her on this podcast, is because Delia really does, like, throw her hand up and volunteer as tribute to some of the, like, more horrendous movies. But does it, like, but does it, like, from an anthrop, you know, like, an anthropological, she, she was taking notes, she was like, Semi prepared. Oh, I had my notes. She was like, like, I just need to catalog. She everything. took notes before we even like. No, yeah. Before I, we she asked her, she notes. was showing. She was sharing screenshots of her notes, and I was like, okay, I think this is this is where we should. This it's, is how we do this. This is like, how we this review is this. Movie. The Raven calling me. I think like that's why. Like I do volunteer a tribute for like just the most bizarre things, and usually halfway through them, I'm like, why did I do this? Like why? <laughs> I just feel like I just wanted to understand. Like, because there are people, I mean, we've all been on Twitter, we've seen them. There are people who enjoyed this movie to varying degrees, I'll grant. But, like, I just needed to understand, like, objectively what they were seeing. Like, I had to know. Yeah. Well, if you only follow the Fantastic Beast account, it's the best movie. It's so good. I had to unfollow. I unfollowed them today. Mostly because I was like, I'm I'm not about to be out here with this propaganda. Mm, There's no reason. But, like, and the thing is, like, I had to tell myself. I mean, that's their job, right? Like, they're supposed to do that, right? right? They're not going to be like, it sucks. But it just felt... I mean, every, and, I, and I had to remind myself, of, like, you know what? This is what they're supposed to do. Yeah. This is what they do. You know that they do this. But it just also felt like, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Like, just don't. 
Just let the movie be out there. It's bad. I mean, that's their job. Don't gaslight me. I wasn't mad. I just <laughs> felt like I should just no longer have to see it on my timeline. That's all. I was yeah. like, you'll do, y'all probably... do what you got to do over there. That's, the thing. that's how I yeah. felt. It's so bad. Like, I think I said this at some point before I saw it. I was like, the least they could do, if they were going to just stomp on all these marginalized communities, the least they could do was make it good. But they couldn't even make it good. Like, from an objective film standpoint, it's not good. It's bad. It's a bad movie. <laughs> and that is... Yeah, it's... that was kind of my um, thought when we were watching Half-Blood Prince, was like... And, that, and another thing that I was thinking about is, like, these... <laughs> Movies don't do not have books behind them, and I think that's like a very big problem. And it's what clear, she's doing because yeah. she's taking like kind of the same things that they did in the original seven movies, but like those original seven movies had like very robust books behind them that you could be like, "It's okay, I'm going to go back to the text." There. Um, yeah. There's a foundation, yeah, and it's like that's not how you should make movies, right? That's like the thing I said about Half Blood Prince was like, as a movie, take away like the Harry Potterness of it all, just if you look at that screenplay, there is not a beginning, middle, and end. There is not a, you know, a conflict, a climax, a resolution. There. Like, just like st- the structure of a story yeah. is not there. Um, and it seems like from all of the things that we've read, and I'd like to ask you your opinion on this, is that there, those things are not um there in this movie and I don't know if it was you or if it was someone on Twitter that was like for some for some, for a movie that has so much stuff happening That's nothing exactly happens. that is exactly it there no it doesn't have you get okay so in my notes um which I have the <laughs> first 30 minutes to be quite honest are pretty taking out the Johnny Depp of it all and like the these movies shouldn't even be happening of it all like it's pretty good like the the opening scene is like really fast paced, it's super cool. Then you see Newt and Lita and you're like, ooh, what is this chemistry? JK, did you just write <laughs> some chemistry? No, you didn't. Yikes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it like falls off and then you're like thir- like an hour in, two hours in, and you're like, what is happening? What are we doing? There's a lot of moving pieces, but nothing is happening. Like, Nagini doesn't do anything. Credence doesn't really do anything. Lita is the best character. But she doesn't do much. No one's doing anything. There's no hmm. real conflict. I mean, we as the audience know, like, Grindelwald is, is, is looming, but he doesn't do anything. Nothing happens. It's interesting to me, like, thinking about... I was think, Well, I, I was thinking about it because, um, of, because we're on this chapter for, like, because we're on the Dark Lord Ascending and, like, um, I mean, obviously we're going to get into it later, but just like watching how people move around Voldemort and how terrified they are of him. But then, you know, even Half-Blood Prince kind of seeing how um, persuasive he was even before he was terrifying. Um, and I remember that I kept hearing before the movie came out where they're like, oh, before there was Voldemort and like uh, JK, which like I only clicked on one and like I knew I shouldn't have. Like I got like halfway through and I was like, okay, shut up, girl, whatever. But like when she was talking about like why Grindelwald is different and like, Almost like she was trying to make it seem like Grindelwald was worse than Voldemort or like badder than Voldemort. And she was talking about how persuasive he is and like how he can get people on his side and all this kind of stuff. And like in my head, I was like, but that sounds exactly like Voldemort. And then based on the reviews that I've seen, it doesn't seem like he made sense for him to be very 
Like, it didn't seem like he was embodying anything that was really persuasive other than that the plot wanted him to be persuasive. You know what I, I mean? mean? It, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, J.K. Rowling wants to... So, I mean, we saw it with Kerchild and, you know, a lot of her post-Potter works, post-OG7 works. Like, he, she really... You can tell what she wants. So she wants Grindelwald to be this big, bad, persuasive guy. But first of all, the writing's just not there. Like, he gives... We see him throughout the movie, but he gives at the end like this long speech in which, by the way, he apparently we find out that in French, in France, I guess the muggles are called no magic, no magiques. Um, oh, Lord. Uh, oh, my God. Also, are we serious? Yeah, yeah. And then we don't know what <laughs> culture this is attributed to, but also can't spell. So. Can't spell. I went and double checked before before this, so I knew I wasn't like dreaming it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so serious. Girl, just call the muggles. Why can't spells? you just leave that shit? What? She, yeah. So, uh, anyways, he oh gives my. a speech. It's not that persuasive, but for some reason, everybody's like, oh, I am turned, and it's a trap, and like, an. What is his. Is his ideology is- that magic. Like that non-magical people should be subjugated and that magic movie, is might. Is his ideology, Voldemort's ideology, movie, is it for basically. purity? It is blood purity, but like that speech, he's talking about how he's like, everyone thinks I hate the no magiques. And he's like, I don't. Well, I just think, you know, we're different. Like that's the whole speech. Like some are, are you know, privileged to be born with magic. Some aren't. Um, not of lesser value, of different value. And the thing is, Oh, so it's kind of like a Malcolm X versus Martin. No, 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 no it's no, a separate no, but no, equal no, no. situation. Yeah, no. yeah, it's a separate but equal situation. Whereas Voldemort very plainly was like, "No, nah, I want to eradicate Muggles." So yeah, I don't think that honestly they're different, but the way he's presenting it. So he's but, but then it's like okay, but his position is less um, extreme than Voldemort's. He's not as bad as no. Voldemort. Well, because the point fine. is that Grindelwald, especially, like, when we learn about him in... Because the funny thing is, like, as I was starting to read this chapter, like, for, for today, I was like, shit, we're gonna have to, like... Like, bo- like we learn, learn a lot about Grindelwald in this book. Yeah. And it's gonna be annoying. <laughs> but... Um, and it shouldn't be. But part of that is because she, she won't leave the original Seven alone. Um, and so it just bleeds into it. But... The point is that Grindelwald is supposed to be a precursor for Voldemort, and so right. it's supposed to be like, yeah, he was big and people were terrified of him, but then Voldemort comes, and like Voldemort, I think, is more localized, so it's like mainly British, but um, he's supposed to be more terrifying. But I think one of the problems... Because he's more extreme. Right, and I think, but, what, but I also think that one of the problems with them doing... Because, I, I mean, I've talked about the um, cursed child and like how they mostly like when we were seeing it it was felt like they were just trying to like pull on our nostalgia and our heartstrings and just rehash mm-hmm. things that we've already talked about and been through and so one of the issues with making fantastic beasts a, a dumbledore grindelwald prequel is cool. that again you're rehashing the same things and like even before i read the spoilers and the reviews and all that kind of stuff and like heard about more or less the plot of this story or this particular like installation of the story like yeah of the or the plot right but even just watching the first movie it just felt very much like we're rehashing the same ideas and plots and themes and characters and like character motivations it's nothing is 
new. And so it becomes boring because it's like, we did this already. Y'all got to learn it two, twice. So you're telling me by the time Harry Potter came, y'all didn't learn nothing. Are we doing this again? It just seems like exhausting. Mm-hmm. And maybe we should just throw the entire wizarding world away. Like not, I mean like not us, but like them living in the society. Like y'all <laughs> need to just scrap it up and like, you y'all know, start twice. over. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the problem too, like with prequels is if your prequel is coming after the, or like obviously that's what prequels do, but if you're, if your prequel is so tied to the OG seven, but you need to like up the ante, but not, but you don't want to do the work to make it different. Like then it's just like, it doesn't make any sense that you, you should never be reminded of Voldemort and Grindelwald um, beyond like, Oh, I see where Voldemort started or got that idea from, but like the actual like execution and stuff should be vastly different because in the way that history works, <laughs> Voldemort's learning from Grindelwald, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And so, like, those, if those things play out exactly the same, and this is something that, like, Bayana said, and I've said a lot, is, like, it's it's literally, like, she, like, control F and, re- like, found and replaced and put, like, you know, take out Voldemort, put in Grindelwald's name, leave Dumbledore alone, take out Harry Potter, put in Literally, name. that is all um, of it. Like, but that doesn't make sense in terms of like how history works and how human beings work. Also, Dumbledore, no needs, going to Dumbledore be- just needs to go. You remember that time when Harry was like thinking of Dumbledore on vacation and he was on that island? Like, that's really what he needs to be doing. Because like, why are you going through this multiple times? I thought that when we first find out that he fought, that he fought Grindelwald in the first place, I was like, Why do you Bro. keep doing this? <laughs> Right, by the time, Tom, doing the same by the time thing. Tom comes back, you gotta be like, "All right, I quit. Bye, y'all can." <laughs> right, because one of the it's like the definition of insanity is it's doing like, the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Nah, and like also, it's one of those things where it's like, if this shit keeps happening, maybe it's you, fam. Maybe it's you. Because maybe it you're the root. It happened twice, really, because it happened twice with Voldemort and the one time with Grindelwald. Like, and Grindelwald. Three That's three times. times. That's three Wizarding Wars <laughs> in the span of 50 years. And, like, yeah. the exact same. Like, they rehash everything. Like, literally, they open on Hogwarts when we finally get, get to Hogwarts. It doesn't take that long in the movie for us to go to Hogwarts, but, like, it's a shot of Hogwarts. And, literally, Hedwig's theme plays heck aloud, like, for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that they know. It's so that they, they want you to... It's bizarre. To feel the it's thing. So it's very much like... Forced. Robin was... Yeah, Robin was talking about that with, um, I don't know if it was on this podcast, actually. <laughs> LOL. I think it was about, I think no, it was think about, it was about Doctor Who. yeah, it was Doctor Who. <laughs> we were talking about um, the Rosa Parks episode on Tarbis. Um, yep. and about like and I mean and, and a lot of different movies do that yeah the emotional beats where they like but I use Harry Potter in this analogy so that's cool Keep going. <laughs> yeah okay so it's like it's You're like you know they want and they actually they did it circle. with Lord of the Rings especially the Hobbit which oh, is like that's why I don't watch that the shit Hobbit. it's especially oh, the Hobbit no. where like they, which is like oh, okay. which is you know it's an apt comparison and I've seen that comparison a couple of times in the past week um but it's the very much like we want you to feel now and it's one of the reasons I didn't like and I think we maybe talked about this in the cursed child um review is at the end where we have to like watch or not watch Lillian James die again but we have to watch them watch Lillian James die again and I'm like we've done this a thousand times and you're only doing this to make us cry so I'm not gonna do that because I can tell and also we don't need that shit we've seen it so us having to hear it off right. in the background while they all look off into the thing, all emotional, it's for what? 
it's contrived and yeah. it's been done before. It's so, so like contrived. I use the I use the analogy of um Harry and the Imperious Curse, where you can like see all of like you can feel the fog lift coming down over you mm-hmm. and then like Harry's like, But why am I doing this? Why do you right. want to that doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. And like that's how I feel. Um in the chat, uh Tiana says that she's gonna go out on limb and she's not actually um she doesn't think that the movie that must not be named is that bad as a movie. And she has problems with like certain actors, certain parts of the storyline, certain things that Dumbledore, his backstory show, and the whole fact that McGonagall's in the movie. Um, But at the end of the day, as a movie alone, to her, it was okay. Um, And that it felt JKR-esque in the end. But she could also, she also says it was easier for her to digest because um, Joe stuck to who she knows, white people in Fantastic (laughs) Beasts, there are more black people in this movie, but they were the quota, and that's Something that I want to mm-hmm. um, get to, but Maggie also says she's redwalling Harry Potter, to which I was like, "What's redwalling?" Um, and Maggie says it's a series where basically the same story over and over and over again with different characters. And I'm like, "Yep, that's what well, she's doing. That's exactly it." The, um, the characters in this movie oh, are like they're so confused. Okay, the characters we know, except for Newt. Um, are just totally mischaracterized. Like, you get Jacob. Okay, Jacob and Queenie don't need to be there. Let's get that out of the way. Why are they here? I do not know. Because Queenie's really only there to give emotional beats to Jacob, but Jacob doesn't need to be here. And let me tell you, Jacob was chose... His, wasn't he... He was obliviated, Both right? him and Credence no. could just go. No, they showed up okay. at Newt's apartment or Little Flat or whatever he's living in. They show up, and Newt's like, what the heck? I thought you were obliviated. And Jacob's like, ha, ha, ha. It only works on bad memories. So I still had all my good memories. Queenie filled what? me in on the rest. I what? No. you not. That's not how, that's not how what obliviate works. But at the end of the movie, at the end of the first movie, he goes and sees him and Jacob doesn't know who the fuck know. he is and he gives Jacob all that no, gold. That, somehow this makes sense. They do the same thing with Credence. Newt's in the ministry talking because I don't know why anybody cares about Newt, but Newt's a super important apparently. And he's in the ministry and they're trying to convince him to like work as an agent for them and to choose a side. Oh, and and they're like, oh, Credence, Lord we're trying mercy. to like get track Credence and we need your help. And he, Newt's like, but Credence is dead. And they're like, no, he's not. He survived. And that's it. That's all you get. Just know he's alive. Basically, forget the first movie. The first movie. Whatever. Like, what was the point of all that then? Uh, if you're gonna do all that shit, you might as well just let Jacob. If you're like, making a series of movies, every you can't just bit explain that shit away. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. None of it matters, and it doubly doesn't matter because Credence <sighs> is such a nothing character. Nagini, I feel so terrible for Claudia Kim because, like, for all I know, she's a great actress. This is a big opportunity. I mean, even if the representation is problematic. I know there are some people in the Phantom who are of Eastern Asian descent who were still happy to have her. But, like, she has, like, I can count on, like, one hand the amount of times she talks. And her character is mm-hmm. completely right. in support of Credence. Like, it's just a, like... Seraphina, is that <laughs> you? Yeah, that's it. Like, but at least Seraphina, <laughs> like, was serving... I don't not directly serving another man's plot, but, like, somebody mentioned this, but it's true. All the women in this movie, like, service other men. Like, 
Nagini is like Credence's emotional support. Tina, for some reason, is Newt's love interest. Even though, while I liked them in the last movie, they fall flat here. Like, I don't care. She just keeps calling him Mr. Scamander, Mr. Scamander. Like, I'm like, girl, you don't have to say his name and everything. It's like, what is this? Oh, my gosh. And then Lita, who... I swear is my favorite part of this movie. I love her. Like, I want all the fanfic about her. She's great. Um, Zoe really played that part. Like, great. Besides what I'm sure we'll get into later. But, like, her, she's just Theseus's, you know, uh, Beyonce slash there's something going on with Newt, maybe. Like, that's, that's it as far that's as, gross. like, plot. Some Alexander Hamilton, Eliza. <laughs> Angelica Skyler stuff. Yikes. I love it. And like those are your feet. That that particular storyline always has me like, Eesh, but that's not a that's not a Harry Potter thing. That's like in anything I've read where somebody's in love with two, both two brothers. I'm just like, yeah, no, I know it's not incest, but it just feels. But the thing like, is, so Lita was. I don't know how her and Theseus even get engaged. I already have headcanon set up, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they get engaged like importantly or like friends at hogwarts who is theseus where is theseus we get all these flashbacks to her and newt's friendship and like why none everything is why like that is to Hmm. summarize this movie is why because this whole movie is just another (laughs) exposition dump because she can but this doesn't need to be five movies this exposition could have been done in some other way i don't know but it didn't need to be a whole two hours. It did not. Because <laughs> that's all this movie is. Flashback right. and exposition. So we can understand the host of characters we've just introduced for no reason. Goldie doesn't... But then that, but then I feel like also... And this is also one of the things, because I got this sense when we were watching... Or when I, we watched the first movie. Um, is that... Because like, that movie was like three different movies. Same. And so Same I got this, in, and I mean, and, and and I get like you know she's she's someone who has a lot of moving pieces and wants to get that, and we can see that happen when she writes books, like where all those pieces go. But I think that what was happening, I I remember seeing the like the poster when they first announced like oh here's the cast, and I was like it's twelve motherfuckers on that poster, <laughs> <laughs> and half of them we don't know, so I'm like I don't understand how she's gonna do this, and then they're like all the trailers, it's like all these different people doing different things, and it just feels really like it just felt like it was going to be disjointed and like it was going to be confusing because you have all these characters and then based on what i've been reading it just seems like it was all this setup for nothing for no like actual payoff and it's the second movie so like you know know you can do that in the first one did you guys see uh what's the last twilight one is that breaking dawn yeah (laughs) they're like gearing up they're like oh something's gonna happen it's go yeah yeah, yeah. Off, and then and then it doesn't it, pop off nothing pops off <laughs> yo that shit is that shit makes me laugh like i like they did all that shit and they're like we're gonna fight people are gonna die and they literally just talk for a dream so, sequence. No, the dream sequence doesn't happen in the books though yeah, no, the they books, literally they just talk they added the dream yeah. sequence no i know for some damn so, <laughs> so they got some action they were like this shit's boring as hell but yeah okay so it's just a lot of gearing up so, and then nothing and then no, okay. So, but I want to get back to the um, and not just the black people because we also mentioned Claudia Kim and things. But you had brought up and okay, wait. Um, so if you are planning on seeing this movie, even though we've already kind of, I don't think we've spoiled anything really. Nothing that yet, we do is have it. But we are about to do a big spoiler. So 
um, fast forward to when we start. The, I'll have to come back and edit. In yeah, the, the time thingy. The time. Fast forward to minute 50. You had you had spoke about Lita a lot and how and I and I heard a lot of people saying that she was the highlight of the movie and like the standout character, but she, she dies. dies and um Constance Gibbs our fave our, our cousin says that she was fridged. You kind of also said that she was yeah, fridged. I can, I, yeah. So let's. Oh, okay, I don't like. I might get a little yelly. I was so upset. <laughs> I was. I was livid. Like. I was like, I mean, you saw my notes. <laughs> I was like, screw yeah. everything else about this movie. Like, all that's bad, whatever. But, okay, so, I mean, since we're getting into spoilers, I guess I can go over her backstory a little bit. Um, all of this, by the way, is, like, shown, like, the last, I don't know, 15 minutes of the movie. Like, it's all at the very end. So we get... Is this like all of the information or is just this? Because it seems like a lot of shit is revealed at the end. Uh, Like all of the big plot points are at the end. <laughs> like okay. that, the you know, plot twist about Credence, like... All... That feels like you're just getting punched yeah, in the face repeatedly. All That's right what it sounds end, like to me. Which makes me wonder, what did I watch yeah. for the rest of the time? Like, I don't remember. Right. <laughs> because it all exists <laughs> within the like last 30 minutes. So basically... Lita Lestrange's backstory is because you know we as a as a team were like oh so the Lestranges are black now like that don't make no sense I don't think black people are joining Voldemort's Nazi army but okay whatever turns out no they are not black um basically Lita Lestrange's mother was married before and I cannot remember this guy's name we see her half brother her half brother is part of this he's kind of a throwaway character don't worry about it um, but her parents, or her mom and her husband were Senegalese, and I guess Mr. Lestrange, I don't remember his first name, sees her mother and just lusts after her, so what he does is what any, you know, normal person Caucasian would, man yeah, does whatever, in yes. the early 1900s. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he imperiouses her, rapes her, oh. gets her pregnant. She then gives birth to Lita and dies in childbirth. Mm-hmm. And that's... So she don't even get to go back to her nope. own husband? Nope. No, that's where the brother just... factors in, because, like, the husband finds out about her death and goes crazy and, like, sends her brother on, like, a revenge. It doesn't matter. It, none of this matters. Um, like, how? This is so much happening in from, like... Isn't this supposed to be about Newt? And it doesn't. Matter. I'm sorry. Like I'm mad about the about Lita and like about that shit because that's just some straight up racist shit that she didn't have to do. But also like, isn't this story supposed to be about Newt? Is that supposed? To be, oh gosh, I hate all of. Because I'm like, why are we getting all this backstory on other people? Like, who is Newt? Newt, Newt is just like a way for us to get there. He's literally just a vehicle for the audience huh. to get there. That is it. Ah, uh, okay, so. That happens. So Mr. Lestrange gets remarried, has another son who he actually loves. So he, so Lita grows up not being loved by her father, but the white son. The son is white, by the way, obviously. And wait, 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 wait. Her right. mother dies, so he keeps Lita, though he raises yeah, her. Yeah, that part's not. Ex- yeah, that Even part's though- not explained. We just know that she's not loved. Um, but he loves uh, the son. Um, but. Flashback to the brother who's now on a revenge war path. I guess Mr. Lestrange finds that out, and that is how. Gosh, this is so stupid. 
Um, <laughs> that is how Lita and Corvus, that's her little brother's name, who is white, find themselves on a boat around the same time as the Titanic. It is not confirmed that it's a Titanic, but it might be. Okay. And they find themselves... Because why not at this point? They find themselves on this ship, and Lita doesn't, like, I guess she doesn't really like her little brother. He's a baby, and he won't stop crying. And so this is a pretty contrived plot point, but whatever. So what she does is she takes the crying baby and switches it out with the not crying baby just to have a second of peace. But in that second, boom, bam, the ship's sinking. Oh, no. Oh, dear. And so she's got this baby that's not her. She's like, ooh, this is awkward. And then in the other boat, like safety boat, lifeboat, whatever, is where Corvus Mm -hmm. is. And that capsizes and the baby dies. So she accidentally kills her little brother. So all that is what we get about Lita, which is all tragic and terrible. Like that didn't like that did not need to happen. I was so over it. But then I'm so confused. What does that have to do with Grindelwald or Beast that are fantastic? How did we end up on a boat? Uh, the, the reason why, why are we we're there? even here is because the whole Credence's whole story. Remember that kid? His whole oh. story is that mm. he's trying to figure out who his family is. He's survived. So is he Corvus? No. Never mind. He's... Nope. Keep going. Nope. I already know. A... I, yeah. Sorry. No, it's yeah. cool. He thinks he's Corvus. <laughs> Like, well, first he thinks he's somebody else. He finds whoever was on his um, birth certificate who signed it or whatever when he got sent to the orphanage. Um, finds that person. Looks like some, like, mix of goblin or something. Or maybe she's meant to be a house elf. I'm not really sure. Um, she, he finds her. and oh, the there. But then he goes all obscurial, kills her, and is like, okay, so you're not my mom. You're just, like, the servant of whoever that was. Oh, God. Um, and then mm. con- confronts. There's this confrontation with Lita, New, Tina's there, the brother's there. There's this confrontation because the brother wants to kill Credence thinking he's Corvus. Because the whole thing is he is out to kill what the Lestrange loved most, which was Corvus. But Lita's like, he's not Corvus, I killed him. And that is why we get this backstory. And then we jump straight into Grindelwald. So, like, literally the next beat is Grindelwald. My brain hurts. Yeah. That's a lot. Which, all of that is a lot, right? Like, and I was mad. I was pissed. (laughs) I was, like, not having it. I was, like, that is... Homegirl needs an editor. She needs an editor, some sensitivity readers. I mean, she needs needs someone to write her screenplays for her, or she needs to take a class. Or she literally just needs to email me, and I will tell her, like, this shit can't fly. (laughs) Girl, why? (laughs) Like, you just... She loves her uh, um, a love potion... And oh. an imperious curse. Oh. She loves her some non-consensual like really, sex. The thing that's really upset about that too, upsetting about that too, is like we we were talking about in the Slack. It's like now we have two characters, maybe three characters that are born out of like rape, basically. Um, but the whole thing is that Voldemort was born out of a love push and not in love and not consensually or whatever and so he is a sociopath and he can't feel love and he oh, um, doesn't understand the value of love mm. but then you're telling me that Lita mm. is all love and sacrifice yikes but she was born in the imperial like you what know, I didn't think about that but that 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 does happen so that like your internal logic falls yeah. apart yeah no Lita's that we can see normal 
for some reason she's like really disliked by the wizarding world as a whole. That's never really explained because she's she black. Just feels like an outsider because she- and like that's kind of how Newt and her kind of get along. And she has after she right. reveals that she killed her brother, she tells Newt, "You've never met a monster you couldn't love." And my shipping heart was like, oh, ouch, why are you here, Tina? Because this is a better story. <laughs> <laughs> but then... <laughs> Tina's a monster in some I don't capacity. know, like, Tina, okay, whatever. She's not important. But then she dies. <laughs> Tina dies. And, like, oh, why? I rewatched this trying to figure it out because she... You rewatched re- it? Delia. No, 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 <laughs> like no, no, no. I said, I re- Like I said, Delia does this shit to no, herself. No, I the scene so I could be prepared because oh, I didn't want to be wrong. Oh, gotcha. Oh, girl. Watched the, no, 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 no. Oh, goodness. Just the one scene. I was like, don't blame us. We did no, not no. ask you I re-watched to the make that sacrifice. Because I couldn't find anywhere online that was confirming what I thought happened. So I was like, well, maybe I thought wrong. It's not clear. So basically, like the whole time Grindelwald is giving his speech, you're getting cuts to Tina, to Newt, to Lita, like, ooh, to, I, I would call her Goldie, I don't know, Queenie, whatever, who cares? Queenie. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> She's a Nazi. <laughs> uh, how, and I need to know how that comes about, because that is confusing to me, because isn't the one thing we do know that they are Jewish? <laughs> and I just need uh, for white writers <laughs> to stop... Uh, Saying, like, oh, black people can be Death Eaters and Nazis, and Jewish people can be Death Eaters and Nazis. Like, no! Yeah. On top of the fact that, like, I, I don't, I was, I don't understand. I mean, how she could, could be cut. I mean, know? one, yeah, sure, whatever. I, what I don't get. I saw the believer. That shit was traumatizing, but it made sense. But it was one guy, and his entire family was like, what the fuck did we go wrong? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what I don't. How did we get a Jewish Nazi as a son? And he hated himself. Right, that's some internalized shit. But what I don't understand is... That was one What guy. I don't understand is how she joined Grindelwald, who wants to subjugate muggles, because she wants to and marry wants a to muggle. she muggle! Y'all, this... The this logic. Stuff, like, so... The whole... Okay, look. I think, you know what? I think we should just wait and see. <laughs> Shut up, Robin. <laughs> now is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> I waited and I saw. Think we're jumping to conclusions and we should just wait and see. Her whole story. I was told that it's okay to be critical of our fandoms, so. It's okay now, guys. (laughs) We're free. We can be critical now. You can, but not, like, don't, like, don't call J.K. Rowling racist or anything. Like, that that shit's too far. Mm -hmm. But you could be a little bit critical. (laughs) But, yeah, no, Queenie, her whole story is confusing because literally, I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this, I don't know if you guys have seen this in reviews, but she's like, when new and when she shows up to new place with Jacob, she has him under a love spell. Oh, what the fuck! Another one. Yeah. Are we just taking off? What is happening? Doesn't, first of all, doesn't Jacob already love her? Second of yeah. all, so she's just like a straight up okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. basically, what happened? What had happened was, um, so new realize. What I'm the so fuck? New realizes like, uh. This dude, homie's under a love spell, and Queenie's like, "What? No!" Uh, uh. And so Newt lifts the spell, and Jacob's like, "You had me under a spell? Are you kidding me?" And is understandably upset. He, they get in a fight because I guess the reason she put him under a love spell is because he doesn't want to marry her. But the reason he doesn't want to marry her is because in supposedly America everything's stricter, and like she'll get thrown in prison for marrying a muggle. 
and he doesn't want that so to happen then, to her. So then putting a spell on him. Yeah, so that not, yep. Okay. So that was her answer to okay. that. And then she so mm-hmm. she gets oh, mad at fuck. him because he's upset by this and doesn't want to marry her. And he's so mad that she Paris. put her mm. on a he she's mad that he's mad that she put him under a love spell because he loved her too much to not marry her so she would go to prison. And so because he loved her too much to not marry her, she put him under a love spell to make him want to marry her even though he already loves her. But then he stops loving her because she put him under a love spell. So then she became a Nazi. He still loves her. Like, he loves her. That's the thing. This is so stupid. He, He loves her. He loved her, but he was upset. Why didn't with they her just move to a place where the, a where, the, where stuff is? Since they could easily get to new spot, they get, just move to a different country. Also, I need to get on top of this, Robin. Don't forget, McGonagall is, has a time turner. Um, and and somehow and some, Percival and Kendra, board, Percival and Kendra were getting busy um, beyond the grave and in Azkaban. Look, with that, I'm now willing to bet like she's gonna come back and it's gonna she's be gonna a make twist. something up for that one. She's gonna make something yeah. up, or it's just gonna be like, oh, Grindelwald was lying because literally it's Grindelwald who tells or Grindelwald who, who tells Credence. Oh, is it one of those Luke, I am your father things? Because I was always like, I mean, I get the Luke. I mean, like Darth Vader tells Luke. But there's all, what is that? There's another movie where someone says that, and I'm like, I think it might be. Oh, it's another. Um, uh, it was a Harry Potter fanfic turned into a whole thing that they fucked the movie oh. up. Um, City of Bones, where the like the big plot twist is just some dude being like, "I'm your dad," and I'm like, "But he's lying." Yeah, maybe he's lying. You don't know that. Just some stranger. But like, I hope somebody can we get some magical? Maybe DNA maybe what will happen is Maury? somebody will do the math. Where's Wizard so maybe somebody will do the math. The math don't add up. But I mean, we've been through this. We don't. So then, okay. So then, so there are a lot of inconsistencies, and I feel like we could just go through. We should do that, and then we should be here all day. We should should touch on Um, this, and then. But I think the bigger, like, yeah, we need to move on. So I think, I think the bigger, like, canonical inconsistencies that we have, um, that need to be explained in the next one. Good lord, there's the next one. There's three more of these. Is McGonagall teaching eight years before she's born? Um, because also that someone pulled up the IMDB and her name is Minerva yeah, Monash. No, I was gonna awesome. say some, Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say I think before that, because doesn't I or I read like doesn't she It's a flash yeah, so it's like it's a flashback. So it's even later. It's even earlier. It's, I mean it's even earlier than nineteen when's the set nineteen thirty? Oh, this is set in the twenty six. Twenty something. Oh, okay. Jesus. So McGonagall is teaching at Hogwarts before she was even a whisper in her parents' eyes. Before maybe even her parents were born. <laughs> I mean, it's possible math. Who knows? The math. Um, Credence, and again, spoilers. Credence is a Dumbledore. Supposedly. Um. And what's the other big thing that we have to like somehow reconcile in the novel? Credence being a Dumbledore. Um, things that oh, fuck up canon. Oh, well, I guess canon. I, guess. I think those um, are the main two. Wizard robes. Oh yeah, I mean like fashion, obviously. 
fashion. Oh, Dumbledore do they, being do they gay? Mention, oh. they don't, but that's not, oh. a, that's not a book thing, to be honest. Well, no, Dumbledore not being able to move against Grindelwald. Blood pack that they revealed yeah, in the last was, five minutes. So stupid. And is a blood pack different than an that's unbreakable the thing. vow? I can't tell. Like they, like you see him in the mirror of Erised, like looking longingly, and like you see them do this at Johnny. And Depp. No, you see not even in at, the mirror um, of Erised, they do James. this sensual hand grab, and like oh it's God. all. Stop calling it that. <laughs> Yates called it. If Yates can say I it, why can't I say it? That's what it she is. Knows not true. <laughs> but you just see their hands clasp when you're like, I, I think we're meant to as an audience be like, ooh. But it's just weird. Listen, she just wrote 70 fucking chapters about torture see, over a I mean, So that part is canonically consistent. That is a consistent JK Rowling choice. And so he keeps talking. Because she had two grown-ass people tortured. But there's for... that, and then he keeps talking about, I can't move against Grindelwald. And, like, it's not enough for you to think, oh, it's because he's gay. But it's enough to be like, is it because he's gay? Or is there something else? And then literally right. last five minutes, Newt pulls out this pendant. By the way, doesn't care that Lita's dead that much. Um, pulls oh. out this pendant and is like, what is this? And Dumbledore's like, it's a blood pack. And so I guess it doubles as an unbreakable vow that is now an appendant, so they gotta destroy it. So it's also kind of like a horcrux. It's a horcrux? Bingo. Oh. So that is something that... I just need her to have more ideas. Yeah. And logical consistency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The thing that we love so much about the OG7 too is like she built this world. There are rules. She stays within the rules. And then 20 years go by and she's like, what are rules? Never heard of them. What's a world building? Yeah. What's logic? Yeah. I will say, so like for me, me, this conversation and like all the ones that we've had, because our Slack has been blowing up for a week now and my God. Um, And also just like like reading all this stuff in the last week, for me, I just cannot wait. Like, I I mean, like I've been posting a lot of tea gifts and laughing and like I've definitely giggled to myself quite a few times. But, like, I'm just ready to not care. Like, I'm just ready. I'm, like, already, I'm just over it. I'm, like, none of this shit makes any sense. I need them to leave my books alone and then just move on. What like, I y'all do all do. that bullshit am- over there. And what's frustrating is that I know it's going to, like, keep coming into my, into my like, space. It's, like, you know what I mean? I just wanted to, like, leave me the fuck alone. But what it I won't. What I wanted to do, which could be easy, is just come out and say, we talked about this in the class. This isn't, like, new. But we've talked yeah. about, like, wanting her to come out and just say, that the movie universe is separate from the book universe. You could do that, and then we could all move on, and nobody would be questioning her because no. the movies aren't that detailed. Yeah. Okay, so that is Delia's hot takes. Hot, <laughs> hot takes, takes on this movie. Delia. I actually kind of now think I'm gonna watch it uh, because I like Delia like I ain't never seen a train wreck I could turn away from see like, see my, so I've been having an issue with this because it. I was like I need to I was see having a problem it. with this because I was like I'm so I mean confused. first of all like I'm not buying it it's not I believe happening. you Delia I just think that I think that there's something lost in translation that's well, what see, I like, thought part, of, yeah, part of me is like I want to understand but then the other part of me is like am I gonna watch it and then be yelling at it for another month because I just don't want to do that like I don't want to devote brain power to it but then also like I honestly, I mean, I'm obviously be really when needs to happen is you got to slide us your link because, and then we can make a decision that way. It's a real because I went to see. I, what I will say is, Widows was freaking amazing. 
Which everything widows is what you're supposed to watch. And Colin Farrell's in it too, so boom. Look at you. The better after. Moving up in the world. Let me tell you. Yeah. Can we just say again, and I'm gonna never not say this. They they cast Colin Farrell. And they were like, you know what? We should replace him with Johnny Depp. And that's not even the worst mistake decision that they made. But he that seems like that seems like you can't get a worse decision than that. <laughs> but it's not. But look at them. They're like, hold my beer. Yeah. Amazing. If they mess up more. That's... They won't be mad about Depp anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think it was Amani who put this into perspective too. Is that like? So I knew that you know this is Warner Brothers. So obviously they're doing whatever the fuck they're doing with the DC universe. But they're also the ones who gave us The Hobbit. <laughs> so. They don't have a good track record yeah. with like with this stuff, and they are garbage. So honestly, I'm just waiting on Disney to you know own us Absolutely. all and, and also give us right. the content we want. The thing too is like we talk about the problems with Disney and like having a monopoly and all this stuff. But the reason why I'm like first off because I'm a Disney kid through and through, and like they raised me basically, and like that's that. So I'm I always like don't I don't think I have ever had a fully grown up comprehensive nuanced thought process when it comes to Disney because my brain goes Disney Um, but what I do know as a fully grown up adult who is like a fan of things is that they take care to do stories well and like they'll miss you know what I mean it's not to say that they're perfect all the time but they're always striving to make good content like even when they mess up even when things aren't great like you can see the the effort and the like they weren't just like oh just throw a bunch of stuff on there you know yeah. what I mean so and they're thoughtful in as much as a soulless corporation right. can be okay any last thoughts or I mean advice for anyone going see the movie, movie if you anything? want to I mean I really wanted to see what what I mean, I just wanted the perspective, but honestly, it's just like the review said. I, honestly, if it hadn't been for the Lita surprise, I know people have talked about it, but I just didn't understand how bad it was. If it weren't for that, I wouldn't have walked away outraged because it's exactly what the reviews say. It's just mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, that's like part of me too. I'm like, I could just keep reading reviews and spoilers, and I don't have to actually see it. Yeah, it's like exactly I feel like that. that's fine. I don't need to watch it. I don't know, man. I have this thing about bad movies. I get that. I'm also kind of scared. But I think I'm it'll make you mad because you're so attached so to it. so bad that I love it. No, I don't think it will. That's where, I'm, that's where I think that I, that's where I think it won't yeah. get me because I love bad no, movies. No, I don't think. And I don't think it will get me because I care too well, much Well, based on what it. I've heard and like what we've read, like it doesn't seem like it's a so bad it's good kind of movie because I think that if it was like what, like uh, Venom, I haven't seen that. But from based on what I've heard, people are like, that shit's amazing because it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's different. They nothing that nothing that, that I've like heard from this seems like it's that because I think if it was I'd be like oh hell yeah let's when <laughs> we gonna go watch this movie <laughs> maybe number three will be that way and world? then we can just like go see I it mean, just <laughs> to shoot shit you know but I also feel like I love but I also feel like she it's not it just it's hard to do when it's her yeah I don't think that's gonna actually happen yeah. it takes itself too seriously to be that so yeah ooh man sleep no more. Ooh, Ooh that, is, right. that is that is some tea. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, then I'm definitely not watching it. Ascending? Let's the do Dark this. Dark Lord Ascending. 
Let's a good chapter of a um, good book. So previously so, on Harry Potter, on Wizard Team, um, on Harry Potter, Snape is the Half Blood Prince. Dumbledore is dead. Harry Potter is not going back to Ho- is not returning to Hogwarts, but that's okay because he'll figure it out on his own. Ha ha ha! Just kidding. Hermione said, um, "We're going. We're in this together, but we're gonna wait until after Bill and Flora's wedding." And if you only watch the movies, you don't know who Bill and Floor are, but that's okay. Because we're here mm-hmm. to help you out. No, pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah. Summary? Yeah. Um, so Thank chapter you. one, The Dark Lord Ascending. Uh, the two men appeared out of nowhere, a few yards apart. For a second, they stood quite still, wands directed at each other's chests. Then, recognizing each other, they stowed their wands and started walking in the same direction. News asked the taller of the two. The best, replied Severus Snape. So we just have, like, Death Eaters. Snape and Yaxley walking down a lane in the dark. Just, um, you know, minding their business, strolling out for a midnight stroll. Um, as you do when you're a wizard Nazi. Thought I might be late, said Yaxley. It was a little trickier than I expected, um, but I hope he will be satisfied. You sound confident that your reception will be good. Snape nodded, but he did not elaborate. So they're, like, you know, they're coming with news and... They've on their missions or whatever. They're doing that swaggy walk, you know, that like strutting in. <laughs> walking, you know. Just think back to the um, so fresh and so cleaned out mm-hmm. cast video when they just mm-hmm. you know enter the scene right now, right now. Um, yep. So they are going down the lane. There's high hedges on either side, raw iron gates barring their way. Um, neither of them break break step. They just lift their dark marks and they can just walk right through the gates. Because I mean, like I feel like you know if you. In terms of, like, Death Eater VIP, that's kind of cool, right? You just, I got, it's my ticket right here. You don't need a bouncer. Again, and this is the thing, um, sorry, I'm just, like, still in, like, movie land. I really wish it would have shown, like, magical barriers better mm. in the movies. They did okay in uh, like, Half Blood Prince. That could be Except it, there was only a barrier around Hogwarts. So. Not the borough, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awkward. Um, so then there's a pure white peacock that just struts majestically along the top of a hedge because Lucius Malfoy is nothing if not extra. (laughs) Um, like, like you just own peacocks and they're like pure white and he's just like, yeah, Malfoy Manor. I love it. The peacocks give birth to a not albino peacock. It's like, that one just gets Kill them off, bro. Pure bloods. Pure bloods only. We have a peacock dinner, y'all. Could you imagine right. Lucius on like MTV Cribs? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> With the hedges and the peacocks, he's like, "Yeah, this is just how I live." Um, no cars because they apparate, you know. Right, right. Here. <laughs> they walk up to this handsome manor um, and then enter through uh, enter through the front door into the hallway, which is large, dimly lit, and sumptuously decorated with a magnificent carpet covering most of the stone floor. The eyes of the pale-faced portraits on the walls followed Snape and Yaxley as they strode past. So it's interesting because it's, like, it's super majestic, but hella creepy. And I know that, like, portraits move, so they, you know, that's just what it does. But it's, like, it's dark and, you know, eyes are just looking at them. And it just feels like they're walking into a haunted house, even though people actually live here. Which I guess is kind of the point, given that, like, Voldemort is now in this house, you know? Yeah. I think that, um... That reminds me of when we went to the studio tour and we got to see, like, the Black family um, tapestry. And, like, 
even that hall, it was like the Hogwarts wall, that hall um, of mm-hmm. portraits. And like, there were some that were just green screen because that's how they did the moving portraits. But it was still just very creepy to walk past a wall that was head to toe, like oil yeah. paintings of people and not have it. And it was, and like, because it was a studio and I don't know why I felt like it wasn't as bright as, I mean, I, I know that the lights were kind of dying out, but like. It was just kind of darker and like it was it was creepy. Yeah. It was creepy. Mm-hmm. Especially towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they go into the drawing room, which is full of silent people sitting at a long and ornate table. Um they're so they're sitting around this table, but then there's an apparently unconscious human figure hanging upside down over the table, revolving slowly as if su- suspended by an invisible rope. Um, and reflected in the mirror and in a, in the bare polished surface of the table below. No one is looking at this person who's just in the middle of the table, um, except for Draco, who is not named in this moment, but is Draco because you know, haha, he's not on the run. You know. um, he's pale and young, <laughs> and he's not running for Voldemort. He's and unable to prevent himself from glancing upward, which is also just like sucks for Draco, but like you know, oh well, that's his teacher. It's like, not he, like. Well, it's a teacher. No, it's not. It's a teacher. He wasn't. He, it, wasn't he taking never. Well, obviously, he never took muggle studies. But like, it's a teacher at a school that he went to for six years. So he saw her in the halls. He knew her name at least. You would, yeah. You know, you would think what we think of as Hogwarts size versus what you really think of right. Hogwarts size. You would know who that professor mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And she just. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a bad book. It's it's creepy. Um, Yaxley Snape said a high, clear voice. It, you know, shout out to Tom. It's the first time we've seen him in some time. Um, what up, yeah, Thomas? Out here without his nose. He um, has Snape sit next to him on his immediate right, and then has Yaxley sit next to Dolohov, who can eat several rocks um, and just keep him in his <laughs> stomach. Has he not been eating several rocks? Like, like he just needs to do that. So, um Is Dollahoff not the one that stayed taken out? No, that's Dollish, and Dollish is an R, not a Dollahoff is the absolute worst, and we're not gonna talk about why. He's just he just is. Okay. Um okay, so go. my lord, Order of the Phoenix um intends to move Harry Potter from his current place of safety on Saturday next at nightfall, says Snape. So I just because, you know, I know we don't learn this till the very end, but he learned this from Dumbledore's portrait, so Just yeah, I mean, it's a I mm. yes, <laughs> it's disappointing to say the least. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to happen this way, but it's also like just like you got like you did, but you got your portrait working for you, like doing the dirty work now. It's not even like truly you, like. The po- like <laughs> but the petty state it's quite a lot he's, he's, he's working he said past death he was imbuing he was. his portrait he was like listen I need you to have all mm-hmm. of my smarts and my intelligence but I also need you to have and all these are of some my things shame, you have to do all of my petty so then Voldemort's like Saturday at nightfall and he starts like staring into Snape's eyes because um legitimacy not because they love each other um although you know but also maybe because they, they love we each don't other. know they haven't touched hands you- so we're not sure. Um, uh, <laughs> oh god! Oh. But also, you know, Tom, Tom, 
at this moment in Oh, yeah, time, he has eyes on someone else. Tom is so... Sorry. He is so in oh his wild eyes. We God. don't know if he has eyes on someone else. He got Yo, this is, area codes. This my is man really like is like, I've been out of commission for a moment. Oops. Girls, boys, whatever. Give it to me. I'm yeah. ready. You know how long it's been since I had something to work with? Now I got all this stuff to work oh with. Gosh. Oh my okay, God. so this is so this is one of the things that I was really dreading about this book, and I <laughs> like this is I'm, this is my so like I you know Order of the Phoenix, Order of the Phoenix, um, Prisoner of Azkaban, Deathly Hollows is like my shit. Although Goblet of Fire now I feel like might be coming up, and it could be because of goddamn Fantastic Beasts and the Cursed Child. Because every time I read about <laughs> Bellatrix and Voldemort in the same place, every time we're gonna start reading about Grindelwald, I'm gonna think about this other shit, and I'm just like, how are you gonna fuck yep. up this book for me? This I'm book upset. is going to be chock full of my not so subtle um, mentions of Cursed oh, Child. And if I end up seeing that shit show that is Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald, um, <laughs> I'm going to bring that I'm into just, it too. Because what is this? We we are rereading this with all of the knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Is that the world of Harry Potter though? Apparently. That's what mm. she said. We didn't say all the. We didn't that? say the JK knowledge of the Wizarding World. We said Harry Potter. Um, you the. Is that not? Girl, it? I just don't want to do this. I just. <laughs> <laughs> is is Harry Potter's world not no. the Wizarding World though? Semantics. I love a good semantic. Lord. But you know. Oh no. Maybe I'll oh, just no. leave and Delia can take over. I just think that we should just acknowledge <laughs> whoa, whoa. the fact that in this <laughs> time and place, in this moment. Tom is like, I got something for y'all. I'm going to put it down in multiple ways. I just thought about that, and that Brandy he... song, and now I feel really bad. I feel really <laughs> gross. <laughs> I just feel like I need, I already, I took a shower. I'm like, like, like super clean right now. I like had a whole, like, I just feel like I need to hop in the shower again. <laughs> I just feel like you were over here talking about he got his eyes to someone else, and I'm sure he was like, Bella, just, like I just moisturized my hair. I feel like I need to wash it a, oh, another God. time. Oh, like no. I just feel disgusting now. Because I like do you know what song I'm talking about? Oh, no. Okay. I feel like I want to play but it. I mean, I the, I'm going to find it and put it in the in the just Slack. Make it to it's me the, and I'll but know. the chorus is like I'm going to put it down, you going to fall in love and now it's just in my head and I'm thinking about Voldemort oh. and it just makes me really uncomfortable. With all of them. I know. He's like show me show me Why you is this me. happening? You left me in you left me in Albania uh, for years. Why is this happening? didn't ask for this y'all invited I... me here but i did not ask for this like you like want to talk about fantastic beasts and read through this chapter i was like yeah sure ain't nobody said nothing about no cursed child um, i didn't put it in here though i didn't um i didn't write it i just feel like you have to call a thing a thing uh, oh, i'm really sorry <laughs> um Amani says he's laughing in blessed ignorance. Several people are typing. Yeah, this is just... Amani says you knew what you were walking into, Dahlia. Look it. You knew. It. I mean, I did. She's like, like how are you going to blame the victim? I don't know. I didn't ask for all this cursed child heat. That's all I'm saying. Like, oh I didn't God. ask for that. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Let's 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 move on. So, um, Voldemort is like, oh, this information comes, and Snape says from the source we discussed. So I'm wondering, like, what they discussed. Um, did Snape say like, hey, yo, I got Dumbledore's portrait, and he's giving me all this information? So like, you know, 
wonder if portraits, like, I mean, I know that this is like a special circumstance because even if um, portraits knew how they died and who killed them, Dumbledore would have like told his portrait, like, but it's cool though, because like we have a whole secret arrangement going on. But like, I could not imagine. I would be my ghost or my my wherever I end up in the in the next life. I would have to come back. I would have to like return from the grave to slap the shit out of my portrait for sharing some information with the punk who killed me. Like I just but no, what? but that's the yeah. Kind but I mean, but it's Dumbledore, so it's not betrayal. That's like. I know it doesn't really fit in that, but I'm just, imagine that there wasn't a secret, like, imagine that it is what Harry thinks it is, and Snape yeah. killed Dumbledore, because this is what Voldemort thinks. Voldemort is literally like, you killed Wait, because the portrait then would not, would not that, trust right. you to then be telling you more information. Because how, but the portrait doesn't know, who, does the portrait not know that you killed him? Like, if I was Voldemort, I would just have follow-up yeah. questions. But maybe he's telling him there's something like, else. Maybe he's like, the the, I'm good, I still have an inside person in the order. I don't really know how that would work but it seems which is i guess it's true like you know we talked about before how snape can like tell the truth vague, like you know it's vague but it's still true you know i have a source in the high up in the order of the phoenix is true without saying Mm -hmm. it's dumbledore's portrait Mm -hmm. dumbledore is high up in the order of the phoenix yeah it's not i just let my portrait be like spilling tea with the punk who killed me like let it happen yeah (laughs) <laughs> you fight the portrait from the grave. Your, your own yes, portrait. I'm burn that thing after you die. Ooh, it's featuring Chris Brown. I mean, I it is. I, I forgot it was forgot featuring, featuring him, but like, I forgot me too. that part. I don't even know his. I don't even know what he sings in that song, to be honest. Um. So then Yaxley leans forward because he thinks that he's a big shot. Um, my lord, I've heard differently. Um, because he doesn't realize that Snape has an in. He's just like. And this is the thing that we kind of see throughout this chapter is the Death Eaters, like, trying to undercut each other because they're trying to be, like, Voldemort's right-hand man. And so right now, Snape is the it person. It very much reminds me of a, t- it's a toxic yeah. place where, like, you have to, like, throw, t- the only way to get ahead is to, like, other people. Yeah. And right now, Snape people, is at the yeah. top. So everybody's like, oh, wait, no, but I didn't hear that. I heard this. And so, um... Yak, so then Yaxley says, Dollish, the R let slip that Potter will ha- will not be moved until the 30th, um, the night before the boy turns 17. And like, LOL at Dollish just be- continuing to be a tool. Like, he's just <laughs> on like multiple, multiple levels. He's like the worst. He needs to be fired. Um, and then Snape is smiling because he's like, I, you got, you really think that you're about to get over on me, but like, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, like, I will say that now that Snape, I mean, obviously he's not out in the open, but now that he really only has to pretend to be on one side, like, I enjoy the petty. I do. I, it's, he's very good at it. Yeah. It's like where he lives, you know? He's a miserable bag of like, yeah, please, that's a, but. His literal entire <laughs> life, he just yeah. ends being. So petty. I mean, really, this whole book is based on his pettiness, though. It's true. It's true. Um, my source told me that there are plans to lay a false trail. This must be it. No doubt a confundance charm was placed upon Dollish, which I'm like, what kind of R is, is he? It would not be the first time he is known to be susceptible. Like, how did he pass his tests, bro? <laughs> like, that needs to be the first thing. He must be like a legacy or some shit. Like a like a McLagan or something. I just think you know the the it's it the standards have changed since when? Like <laughs> I don't. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um. 
And then Yaxley's like, I assure you, Dollars seemed quite certain. If he had been confunded, naturally he is certain, said Snape. I assure you, Yaxley, that our office will play no further part in the protection of Harry Potter. The Order believes that we have infiltrated the Ministry. Um, and then a squat man is like, the Order's got one thing right then, eh? And he starts laughing. I'm pretty sure that's Amicus Caro, but he's not named. Um, Yaxley's like, my lord, Dollars believes an, an entire party of ours will be used to transfer the boy, which is like, this isn't the hill. Like, he's really pushing this, and it's like, dude, you're just wrong. Like, stay in your lane. And I, it's funny that yeah. I'm, like, commenting on, like, you were calling, like, like, Death Eater office like staff meetings but like (laughs) just feel like you maybe should chill definitely should chill yeah um um i think it's it's one of those really funny things too because it doesn't it, it it seems like a plausible uh alternative but it also is like it doesn't take into account that like harry potter don't fuck with the ministry like that and never have so you, your, whatever your information is, is like missing that fundamental, like, he don't fuck with y'all, especially since that whole umbrage shit. Like, he definitely is not trusting the ministry and just ors to like help mm-hmm. him survive. Yeah, it's not happening. Didn't Snape say this all last year? Like the, the orders really, or the ministry is really trying to get recruit Harry Potter to be on his, on our side and like that's not happening because you don't fuck with them and then here come Yaxley like the ministry says oh, the aura is off <laughs> to move him he just no. he, he wants to um and he's also, trying like, to get a peach if he really is hearing this from like an aura is this even tea y'all said y'all have infiltrated the ministry like this isn't even hot tea like right. it's lukewarm at best everybody probably heard this already like right. yeah. this old news <laughs> Um, where are they going to hide the bird, the boy next at the home of one of the orders? It's Snape. Um, it's been given every protection from the order and the ministry together. Um, I think there is little chance of taking him once he is there, unless the ministry has fallen before next Saturday. Well, Yaxley said, uh, said Voldemort, will the ministry have fallen by next Saturday? And now Yaxley's like, oh shit, now, you know, I better, gotta be my, <laughs> gotta do my job. Um, and then he's like, I succeeded in placing an imperious curse on Pious Thickness, which is like, this name is an unfortunate Amazing. one. Um, oh, or that. Or that. I mean, it could be unfortunately. <laughs> Amazingly amazing. unfortunate. Amazingly unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, many of those sitting around Yaxley looked impressed. Um, Dolohov claps him on the back because, you know, he's feeling his Wheaties. He's like, look, Imperious Curse, it was hard trying to get some kudos. I heard Voldemort is a, like, a connoisseur in chocolate chip cookies, and I personally would like to taste one. You know? Um, he has a new, he has a kitchen, you know, now that he's moved into Malfoy Manor, so... He's got all the ingredients he needs. <laughs> throw them bad boys in the oven. It's a start, said Voldemort, because he does not give a fuck. Um, but Thickness is only one man. Uh, Scrimger must be surrounded by our people before I act. Um, and then Yaxley's like, yeah, but the head of the department... Well, basically, he, they're trying to kill Scrimger. But he's like, it doesn't... Like, we can't have a failed attempt. It's got to actually happen. Um, and then... 
Yaxley's like, yeah, but as the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, thickness his regular contact, not only with the minister himself, but also with the heads of all the other ministry departments. So I'm pretty sure this dude is the, he's like succeeded Amelia Bones um, after she was murdered mm. and then immediately was imperious to be on Voldemort's side. So that sucks for him, I guess. How does like, I feel like there must be diminishing returns if an imperious person imperious is someone else. I, yeah. Else. It's like when you like record on a on a cassette, like when you record from the yeah. radio and then you record yeah. the cassette and that one and then it just like it sounds. But then like I guess like you probably don't need it to be that strong the at that point. Like you re- like if you have thickness imperious to other heads, like all they really need to be imperious for is to kill is like to make sure that Scrimger is killed. You know what I mean? Like or at least to stand aside while it happens. Um, so it may not need to be super strong. Can I just go into Why, the chat? Because out here wild. I feel like y'all... Yeah, because I feel like y'all are mad at me. <laughs> I was like, ignoring him. He's not... I, I can't I don't have to listen to him. Say it. <laughs> I want to I wanna snatch... I just need, I just need to shift it a little bit. Amani says that Voldemort can't move on Scrimger. It has to be you, Yaxley. They have a blood pack. This is going to happen all book, and I'm here for it. I mean, I might be tired of it by, like, chapter three, but right now, in this moment, (laughs) it's giving me life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, as long as our friend Thickness is not discovered before... (laughs) Thick... I'm going to just... I I don't... I think it's supposed to be Thickness, and I really want to keep saying Thickness. (laughs) I've literally always said Thickness. I think because I've never read it out loud, I've always said thickness in my head, but then like thickness sounds better. (laughs) He's thick, bro. I've always read it as thickness. And then when they when they cast that like Yeah, I was like, come on, bro. I was like, who's that? (laughs) Who's that? It's in the name. It's not even hard. It's in the name. He pious and he's thick. Gotta be Kirby. I have a neighbor whose last name could be. That is true. You are correct. I've met this neighbor. I, I hope he never finds this podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he is an attractive human being. That's all I will say. We, so, um, Voldemort says, at any rate, it remains unlikely the ministry will be mine before next Saturday, so we'll have to, you know, move on Harry while he travels. Um, and then... Yaxa says, we now have several people planted in the Department of Magical Transportation. If Potter apparates or uses the flu network, we shall know immediately. I'm curious about, like, apparating. Because I, I, I get how, like, if you see him use the flu network, you know where he's going. And you know, like, you could potentially grab him at the right moment. But for apparating, like, what, like, if he, I, I don't understand how that would be an issue. If that makes sense. Like, I don't understand how he would... Like, I don't understand how they would be able to catch him if he apparates. Like, if he goes from the Dursleys to the borough and then has to walk, like, five feet to get into their little spot, like, how do they catch him? Like, it just seems... Like, I understand how they would be able to trace him. I don't, I don't understand. They, they can catch him. They can... They, I don't think it's about catching him. I think it's where about, like, is. knowing where he is and then being able to, like, stalk him and wait, gotcha. wait him out. Okay. Because that because my question was more about how would they be able to catch him within that short period of time. Like, yeah, they know that he's apparated and I understand how they will be able to trace it. I don't understand how it would how it would be enough to deter him from apparating if it's such a quick thing. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. so yeah, I, I am not clear about that. 
Yeah, so, um, Alani in the chat is saying it's because he still has a trace on him, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, if he apparates, okay, so he apparated, but now he's in this really protected zone, so what's it, what's it going to matter? Right. Other than knowing Which where he is, but I feel right. like, there, I mean, I guess there is that moment where, like, when we'll see in a couple chapters where they are all kind of going to different places. Um, so it's kind of to throw them off the scent, but they still eventually find out where he is. Right. So it just kind of is a little, I don't know. I, it's it's not like a big deal, but I was just kind of curious, like, how does one then act on apparition? Right. In that case. Um, Snape says he won't do either. The order is issuing any form of, trans- of transport that is controlled or regulated by the ministry. They must trust everything to do with the place. Um, Voldemort's like, that's all, that's great, because then that means he has to move in the open. Um, it's easier to take by far. He says, he'll attend to the boy in person. There have been too many mistakes where Harry Potter is concerned. Some of them have been my own. That Potter lives is due more to my errors than to his triumphs, which is, you know, not wrong. It's true, but also, like, how do you still have a table full of people I mean, you've had a lot of errors. Your errors. There's so many it's errors. Been quite a few. It's and they've been they've been like glaring, yeah, in how yeah. bad they are. And it's been at least five times. And you're what seventy three at this point? And he's a child. Martin's so. a child. He's he's and not he's even not of age even yet. A smart he's, not, child. he's not even of age yet. He's not of age. But he's also just not even. He's not even. It's like it's not a Hermione yeah, not a Ranger. Claw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even about like the Ravenclaw thing too. It's like. Harry makes it so easy because he's so predictable in his, like, emotional reactions. If you've paid attention to him for a year, you should have been able to, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. get something done. Sterling says that he has a strong cult of personality. So, I mean, I I feel like we do see that he just is. He does. Voldemort, I think. I don't think he's talking about Harry. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know he's talking about Voldemort. I just like I'm. I maybe like Tom did. At this point, I think Tom used to seduce people into being his friends, or at least to like following him. And then once he started losing his looks, he's like, I mean, at this point, I could just use fear. That's like what. I, that's where my heart truly is, anyway. Maybe he's doing like the Trump. Like I say the shit that ever, that you're thinking, but no one wants to say. I mean, yeah. I, I maybe. Maybe it's a little bit of that, I too. I don't know. I don't understand people that follow assholes. So maybe it's just a failing in me that I can't see it. It's just my fault. It's it's more about my failures and mm-hmm. Voldemort's triumphs that I can't mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I can't understand. Um, so the table is kind of watching them, watching him, like, with apprehension as if they're afraid that they might be blamed for Harry's continued existence. But Voldemort is... Like, Voldemort does not care about these people. And so... And I think it's one of those things where you kind of can see that and so I think that's part of why they're so afraid is because they want him to care about them so that they don't die but he's just very much like all y'all are pawns like all you bitches is my sons get out of my face just a very long episode of um Fresh Prince why don't he want me man <laughs> it is um I've been careless <laughs> I've been careless and so have been thwarted by luck and chance, those records of all the best laid plans. Um, I understand I understand those things that I did not understand before. I must be the one to kill Harry Potter, and I shall be. Vol- Voldemort is always this person who, like, so he learns, but he still gets it wrong. 
Um, and it happens like yeah. over and over again where he's like, he doesn't have his back, his origin story right. But then he like gets a little bit more information or he tries to like course correct based on new information that he gets, but still never truly gets it. And like, that's why he's, and like, we'll see it. We'll see it now yeah. where he, well, not quite yet. So he, um, there's, there's a sudden wail that sounds terrible, um, and drawn out. Um, and it's like from, it's kind of not in this room, but like underneath. Um, and Wormtail said Voldemort, have I not spoken to you about keeping our prisoner quiet? And this prisoner is Ollivander, um, for those of you who do not know. Um, and then this is also kind of a segue because then uh, Voldemort's like, as I was saying, I understand better now. I shall need, for instance, to borrow a wand from one of you before I go to kill Potter. Which <laughs> is like, this is actually the funniest scene to me, but also, again, he thinks that he understands but he doesn't really understand. He thinks it's just the wand. And obviously it's because Ollivander told him this because he thought that that's what it would be. Um, but he's just like focusing on the wrong things and it continues to trip him up. So again, it's not really Harry that's doing this. It's just his mistakes. So all the Death Eaters are kind of like, they do, you know, like white man blinking face. <laughs> that gif. <laughs> They're like, hold up, you need a, a wand? From who? My wand? Um, he goes, no volunteers? Let's see. Lucius, I see no reason for you to have a wand anymore. Which, woo, yikes. Um, Malfoy looks up. His skin appeared yellowish and waxy in the firelight. His eyes sunken and shadowed. So this is him, like, post-Azkaban. Which is interesting given that the Death Eaters, I mean, not the Death Eaters, sorry, the Dementors weren't Azkaban by the time he got there. Um, mm-hmm. but I wonder if it's like a... I wonder if it's just the place. I feel like at this point, Azkaban has been... I think it's like there's like a residue of the place. I was going to say, Azkaban has been infested by Dementors for longer than anyone years. really knows. Yeah. Like probably thousands of that years. There might have been some Dementors still there. Like the, why, the why majority of them have like, you know, gone off to greener pastures, but some of them are lazy and they're like, well, we still got humans here. So right. I'm good. Right. I need to go like work for my food if it's right here. It's right here. Yeah. On top of it, I'm sure it just kind of like oozes out of the walls of the prison. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's been like that for quite some time. Um, my Lord, your wand, Lucius, I require your wand. This is the most like gangster shit. And like, I don't, Obviously, I don't stand and like fuck Tom and everything he believes in him, his clique, his mama, um, <laughs> all of them. But like, he just does not give a fuck, bro. Sterling said, "Damn!" in front of his wife, Namani said, "In his house." Like he's just sunning him so just, hard. It's just like really. Sterling said, "He just said you ain't shit. Obviously, ain't never going to be shit. So give me that wand." <laughs> It's like Debo and the chain. It's my grandma's chain. Nah, it's nah. my, it's mine. My chain now. It's mine now. <laughs> Amani said, rolled up in Malfoy Manor and said, "Fuck your couch." Like it's just, it's just disrespect. Like it's rude. Like it hurts me. You know, like I just feel I'm like I'm enjoying it. Like I'm enjoying it, but also it's just <laughs> quite a lot. Like it's just like, wow, this is Coldemort. 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 That's what is happening here. 
That's what all of this is. I think I actually wrote that in my... Yep, I put it in it later. You did. After I did. Later, another part, I did say Voldemort. But that's literally... Like, Voldemort is not here, bro. It's all Voldemort. That's what's happening. And this gives is, no fucks. This is, like, almost as good as when he... The graveyard. Like, whenever Voldemort just gets... Whenever five or more Death Eaters are, are in his presence, he's like, let me show up and show out. He... Yeah. He, he's like, like he's he's dramatic. I'm going, to, I'm going to just rip you a new one. I'm going to break you down to the elements and you're going to sit there and take it because what else are you going to do? Yeah. In your house, in front of your wife, and go get me a sandwich when I'm done. I've worked up a, an appetite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Malfoy looks like he glances at his wife. And she just kind of like touches his hand, <laughs> like, bro, you, like this, you, you did it. this, so this is what we gotta do. Um, so he gives uh Voldemort his wand. Um, we learn that it's Elm with dragon heartstring. Um, Voldemort draws out his own wand and compares the lengths, and then Lucius makes an involuntary movement for a fraction of a oh. second. It seemed he expected to receive Voldemort's wand in exchange for his own, and he just like. Played the fuck out of himself. Like, my God. Like, I appreciate, like, this is, like, the opposite of a glow-up, you know what I mean? Like, he just, like, whoo, just loss after loss. It's unfortunate for him and his his family. But, like, he thought. Um, give you my wand, Lucius? My wand? And some, (laughs) some of the Death Eaters are, like, sniggering now. Um, I have given you your liberty, Lucius. Is that not enough for you? But I have noticed that you and your family seem less than happy of late. What is it about my presence in your home that displeases you, Lucius? (laughs) Like, dude, you know why. Like, you know. (laughs) Like, that's why it's so out of pocket. Because he really like, oh, you want to just say why you don't want me here? Like, I dare you to tell me, like, that you don't want me here. Like he's a he's a master legilimens. Like he knows. He already knows, and he knows what he did, right? Like it's not like he yeah. thinks that he's a benevolent like person. Like he absolutely is a petty ass, catty ass motherfucker, and like that's <laughs> that's just where he lives. But I also think that part of him is like, yeah, I did it. He's still alive. What you whining about? What more you want, bro? What more you want, punk? You don't like, need a wand. Like he literally said, "I see no reason for you to have a wand." You don't need a wand. You don't need to be mad at me because I told your son to kill Dumbledore. Like, Dumbledore dead. Your son's still alive. Why are we on this? Like, he lucky his wand wasn't snapped in two. Why are we harping on old shit? Like, it worked out. Yeah. You're out. You're at home. Right. Family safe. You should be thanking me. Mm Mm-hmm. You out. Your kid here. Mm Mm-hmm. What we whining about? Um, (laughs) nothing. Nothing, my lord. Such lies, Lucius. <laughs> and then the uh, so the hissing grows louder. A huge snake emerges to climb slowly up Voldemort's chair. It rose seemingly endle- endlessly and came to rest across Voldemort's shoulders like a mink coat. Um, you want to know something? Neck- I was not prepared <sighs> to think of Claudia Kim this whole time. Yo, I, I was reading this I shit. Forgot. This is why yeah. I'm saying it's some fucking bullshit. Why did she do oh. this? Because I don't want to think about that shit. I don't want to be like, oh, she used to be human and now she's draping herself over Voldemort like a goddamn robe. The thing is, I didn't touch on like it. She doesn't fi- side with Grindelwald. She doesn't go with Credence. 
So I don't know how she ends up here. Like, what the heck? Well, now she. she so well, now you know Voldemort only rocks the finest snake skins, so that's what she's been <laughs> reduced to now. I, I guess well, the idea Dumbledore is no longer here to to like take the title of fashion icon, and so Voldemort's like, well, now I get to be out here on my Britney Spears. So, yep. <laughs> Here I am. And who cares oh, if she used gosh. to be human? I hate this. It's awful. I hate it. It's this. really annoying. I can't. I think, too, it's also, like, she's... If I'm guessing about what she was thinking, even though we know she wasn't thinking, Mm-mm. but I think it's more, like, she's been a snake for so long that she's now lost her humanity. But what I saw when I first read this it's like, you know, in the soap operas when there's like the bad dude and like his trophy wife who just wants to be oh, seen. Yeah. Just like laying herself. Just like basically what Bellatrix would Bellatrix would be doing. Bellatrix wants, wants to be Nagini so bad. All right. So well, bad. although I do want to point out because I don't think we've actually done this on the podcast. Apparently it's pronounced Nagini, but like. Oh, right. Yeah. My bad. I'm not changing. I think at this point we don't because that's not how they pronounce it in the books in the but movies like, either or in the movies but i just feel like we should say that that that's it's you know it's yeah. a real name um yes with a real pronunciation that is not nagini and somebody should have pronounced should have researched how to pronounce it before she used the name but that is neither here nor there um she also shouldn't have made her human so whatever yeah this is just it's yeah quite a lot i'm sure though at this point bellatrix is wishing she was a maledictus and that she turned yes. into a snake because, like, she's like, "Ooh, to be a snake, <laughs> be that snake right now." <laughs> uh, how I felt about I that mask about neighbor was never mind. Moving on. Oh, girl. Chill. <laughs> 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 chill. Took a turn. Chill. I should have had the wine. I didn't need the wine. Oh, the wine yeah. was a bad idea. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, He's very handsome. Yeah. Uh, why do the Malfoys look so unhappy with their lot? It is, is, it, is my return, my rise to power, not the very thing they profess to desire for so many years? Like, nigga, you made their son try to kill Dumbledore with the threat of murdering the entire family. And was cool <laughs> and with whether he what, what like, like died, like he lived, did he didn't care. Was chill. He's just so, but like, he's... But Patty. also, like, yeah, man, I want you to, like, rule. I just don't want you to do it in my house. <laughs> like, like, I didn't, I didn't. And I didn't then, sign up for roommates. And so What's Lucy's is like, here? of course, my lord, we did desire it. We do. Um, Narcissa gives an odd, stiff nod. Draco can't even look at Voldemort. So he's like, but of course, you know who's out here. Uh, she's ready to prove her, her loyalty in more ways than one. My lord. Oh, it is an honor to have you here in our family's house. There can be no higher family, pleasure. What? First You're of all, it's not even your house, bro. <laughs> it's not. You're not a Malfoy. It's not number twelve Grimaud Place. It's not Lestrange Lair. <laughs> 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 it's, it's fucking Malfoy Manor. So let's calm down. Let's turn that even, all down. I wonder where the like that side of the blocks lived, like what their manor house was or whatever. Because like. Even number twelve, Grimmauld Place is like her cousin's spot. But also it's like got no spot. But I'm pretty sure Bellatrix has been like living in Malfoy Manor. So like where is her husband living? I think I like to think of it as like kind of old school, like it's a huge place and so you just have that like 
Yeah, I, get, I mean, we like literally, I, I can't remember if her husband and her brother-in-law are mentioned in this book at all. Maybe they died or something. I don't know. But again, uh, Bellatrix is living there because, you know, her sister wants to keep an eye on her during the pregnancy. Mm, so, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. <sighs> this is exhausting. I didn't do it. So I don't know why you're growing. I'm really frustrated <laughs> because I like this book so much. And I just don't know that I will continue Y'all, to feel the same I'm way. I'm really worried about the... My book is literally, like, I don't know if I told the Slack this. I don't know. My book, there are pages that are literally tear-stained because, like, I boo-hoo cry at them. I skip them usually. But, right. like, the for, the forest, again, I boo-hoo cry. And, mm-hmm. like, now I'm like, has she ruined this book so that that doesn't even happen? Like, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. This well. year on Wizard Team. Exactly. Jesus. Um... So she was in bearing and demeanor where her narcissus sat rigid and impassive. Bellatrix leaned towards Voldemort for mere words could not demonstrate her longing for closeness. I really like reading this like it's a dramatic romantic novel. It Um, is. It is. It's gross. I mean, like, to be honest, before, like, even all the bullshit, I always read it like, God damn. Yeah, like, chill the fuck out, bro. No, always. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? But now it's like to think that he, I mean, at the most, the most I could give him was him being like, I mean, girl, Fine. okay, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, I absolutely time. never thought anything happened between them, but I definitely thought that Bellatrix wanted the D. Like, that was right. for sure. Like, oh, but then yeah. my other thought was like, there's no D to be given because exactly. he has a magical body. Yeah. It was like, please just, you know, let's and he's calm not down it. to the realistic, um, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's also like very strange to me that Bellatrix is like again, I don't know. I I think this is again I think this is like Joe's version of like a Regency era like family dynamics in which the older sister's marriage then reflects on the young or I guess Bellatrix is the older sister. Yeah. But you know, like maybe the Andromeda married. married the like higher person up higher in the social circle, so then like she becomes head of the you know what I mean? Like I don't oh, know. you mean narcissist like this. Narcissa, sorry. Yeah. Um, Narcissa somehow then becomes head of, like, you know, who goes into dinner first. Mm. You, you read yeah. those books. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, so, therefore, like, Bellatrix feels tied to the Malfoys. Because but also, she's, Mary, she's been in Azkaban for 15 years. So there's that as well. Like, does she have a house? I mean, Probably she not. has money, but, like, you know, you could just stay with your sister the rent is high does she have money though like i mean in, if you go to her vault like she has a lot of stuff i mean she's she's pure true. blood so she has a lot of stuff i don't know that she has like it's also just like insane to me that they didn't like just seize her shit yeah like you go to you go to ask man they didn't do it to serious either that's how harry got his fireball yeah it's like you kill people and you still just get to live lavish i mean it's crazy to me yeah you don't even have to pay for the court trial you no. gotta pay for your upkeep. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, they not barely money on your books. They barely you had a trial. Books. What upkeep? Wizards of a certain color don't don't have to. No. Yeah, I don't... they don't put no money on their books all fifteen years. Ariana, what books, Robin? You know the books. <laughs> the two. When is, someone goes. This is Azkaban. They just throw things in the. They just throw things in the middle of the the ocean and they just leave them there. When you go to prison, you gotta put. They not feed money nobody. On- they said, "Here is the Dementor." Good luck. 
there is no like uh like they're not some of the prisoners aren't on kitchen duty oh, like they don't no? have you don't think rotations. so no uh they don't have yard time at Azkaban. No. <laughs> oh my god there is no yard yard time would be the worst <laughs> amani said it ain't no conjugal visits or commissary mm-hmm. i just feel like you should not come out of Azkaban better off than when you went in. I mean, the shit, interest, interest, yeah. Ain't gotta I mean, pay no rent. If you, especially if you're, like, you know, not no a damages. Nazi. Like, if you're, if you're just, you know, you're reformed, you did your time, whatever. All that money, all that money in her vault time with that Dementors, man. All that money in her vault belong to Neville. That's true. So, I'm, I'm talking more, like, not Bellatrix people. Like, yeah. you might, you know, that's your, that's your money. I guess. But once you, like, torture people into insanity, I feel like, what's not? Ooh. Maybe not. Um, Orphan children. No higher pleasure, re- uh, repeated Voldemort. That means a great deal, Bellatrix, from you. My lord knows I speak nothing uh, but the truth. No higher pleasure. Uh, Even compared to the happy event I hear, or the happy event that I hear has taken place in your family this week, Bellatrix is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about your niece, Bellatrix, and yours, Lucius and Narcissa. She has just married the werewolf, Remus Lupin. You must be so proud. Just cold amore, man. I, again, I don't really fuck with Nazis. I mean, I don't fuck with Nazis. Not, I don't really. No, no really. No, ambig- no ambiguity there. <laughs> I, I don't. I, not, no, really. There's no, no qualifier. Don't, don't mess with Nazis you I, know, a little bit. Full stop. I don't mess with Nazis. Full stop. <laughs> but um, the, the shade, shade mm-hmm. the petty, <laughs> mm-hmm. the salt, you know, mm-hmm. and for no reason too. Like he's just because he can. It's just who he is it. as a person. Yeah. Because he can. It's just who he is as a person. Because he literally, literally he couldn't have he's said, literally, he couldn't have said nothing. Um, what's your what's her face that you like so much from uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta? Who gonna check me, boo? Sure, hey. <laughs> who gonna check me, boo boo? That is what we're coming out with a line of joggers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> gonna call oh, them no. Dark Lord joggers by Dark Lord. I mean, now that oh, Dumbledore no. is is out of the picture, I'm just saying that's really where Voldemort is trying to diversify his situation. <laughs> Those, that's what that's what the the purebloods are really here for. They're like, this is just a means to an end, and the end is a high fashion line mm-hmm. from none other joggers. than Tom Marvolo, Marvolo Riddle. It's gonna be that called Marvolo. Way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's what he's really trying to do here. And Dumbledore's portrait because he's and no one like, well, actually, I'm kind of down, right? Like, and no one's trying to peep the vision or collab, and he's just you know trying to get his shit out. That's all. Um, that's it. So like all these, so all the Death Eaters are kind of like laughing at them. Um, so jubilant were they at Bellatrix and the Malfoy's humiliation. Um, so again, it's like it's going back to how they were acting with Snape too, where they're like very much trying to find ways to get over on him and in this case the Malfoys were like and Bellatrix and Bell you know because Bellatrix has fallen since what went down at the ministry too um like they very much are like they used to be in Voldemort's inner circle and now that they're not and now that they're kind of cast out they're like this is hilarious like this is what y'all get and so it's very much just like trying to tear each other down crabs in a barrel man it's it's a damn shame you know Supposed to be working together, but no, nah, oh, survival of the fittest. You know, 
I wonder what Hotep Ernie has to say about all this. <sighs> like, you gotta build together or you gonna fall apart. You know, like, it's just, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, they, they don't want us to win. They don't. They do not. Um, they don't want us to be great to wear joggers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. She's no niece of ours, my lord. Uh, cried Bar- uh, Bellatrix. We and our sister and I have never set eyes on our sister since she married the mudblood. This brat has nothing to do with either of us, nor any beast she marries. What say you, Draco? Will you babysit the cubs? Um, Draco looked in terror at his father, who was staring <laughs> oh, down yikes. into his own lap, then caught his mother's eyes. She shook her head, then resumed her own deadpan stare at the opposite wall. Um, I mean, again, our sister's only here because it's her house, because she ain't even a Death Eater. She's just adjacent. She's seriously like, you know, Mary Malfoy, they said. Right. Why are they looking at me? <laughs> Live like, in I a don't... big manor, they said. Mm-hmm. You know? He got money, they for said. For the family. But look at this. Host, host Voldemort, who can bake She's cookies. She's like, I could be living Nicola Zabini's life. Could be. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Just chilling mm-hmm. with my riches and my dead husband's mm-hmm. money. Could have. Instead, yeah, instead she's waiting her. on Voldemort to bake some cookies and that he'll never give out. It's right. sad. It is. And you know, like, speaking of Draco, I was thinking about, because we kind of talked about it in Slack and stuff last book in Half-Blood Prince, but like, I feel like she almost accidentally writes a redemption arc for him, but then on purpose writes an unnecessary redemption arc for Nate. Mm-hmm. And I just wish they were flipped because like she flirts with the idea. I mean, he's still like, but at the end of the day, he's still a Nazi. He's still sitting. Right. The like, but, like, at, like at this point, it feels very much like he's just afraid. He's not like against anything that Voldemort's doing. He just personally right. doesn't want Voldemort to do any of those things to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And but, like and away from him, right? He just doesn't want to be around. Yeah, while it happens, <laughs> and that's where the fandom like thinks, "Oh, so he's redeemed himself. He does. He's not into this stuff anymore." And that's not true. But it's kind of her fault for writing it this way. Like she should have just gone all in. We're gonna redeem Draco, or like, don't make him scared. Like he's been leaning into this stuff since like. Well, I mean, what? I think it. I think it does make sense for him to be scared. I think like this is the part where one in these in the OG seven she had an editor and they had to choose. But I also feel like it could have been just as easy for him or, to run away. I mean, like I always read it as he's scared. He doesn't rock with this, but like his family over everything, and like that's how I've always thought about Slytherins too. Is, like I care. And I'm very loyal to the people that I care about. Um, so it does to me make sense. But then at some point when he goes back to Hogwarts and when he, um, when you see him at the battle or something, like there should be some active resistance to give him that. But in this moment, like I get him being like, my parents are here. I don't got nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. I'm a child. I'm terrified, you know? And like, mm-hmm. and because he's not Harry, he didn't grow up having to look out for himself like like harry's had to rely on himself for so long and like draco has been coddled forever so to like just be like fuck it i'm leaving like right, that's not okay. to draco like and do what i don't even know how to i don't i've, I've had a house self my whole life i don't know how to do shit mm-hmm. for myself uh, yeah. um what i would have liked is that when he goes back to hogwarts that he you know 
finds Neville and is like, I was wrong. Let me help in the ways that I can. Let me use my privilege to, like, Mm -hmm. help shelter, like, do some active resistance. Yeah. Um... But he doesn't. No. Instead, he oh. instead he just kind of like. I think they also take the Oops. moment where he doesn't um, rat out Harry. But that's but like it was just because he was scared or because he didn't. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a this is wrong. It was probably because he just felt bad because he's like that's my classmate. But then like later he's trying to get capture Harry for Voldemort in the like he's not ever really right. He doesn't like if in the Battle of Hogwarts. I mean, and then I kind of I always I got that from the sense of like. You know, I think I know that in the movie, I think it's Pansy who's like, grab, grab Harry, turn him in. Like, I didn't sign up for this shit. I don't want a war at my in my school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of read that part from Draco as the same way, which is just like, just like l- give him to the Dark Lord and let it be over. But not like, in the not not in the to book. go I feel like, not to go actively chasing. Nah, him and, like, I'm pretty do, sure he you know was saying I mean? like, like the Dark Lord will reward me for this. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, I I could. That's what I'm saying. It's like if if Draco had have just been like, what I saw with I I don't know if this is in the book, but at least in the movie, and Pandy's like, grab him, give it to him, yeah. let's go home. Like if that's what Draco had done, then like. Again, not a redemption or whatever, but like scared kid. Yes. Yeah. But Draco was on some like I'm about to redeem myself and my family in the eyes of the Dark Lord by chasing Harry down mm-hmm. and being so. There's no redemption there. Yeah. You don't get it. Yeah. No. Um. Portia says, "If this is what winning looks like for the Malfoys, what's losing?" <laughs> <laughs> Arthur Weasley as the Minister of Magic. <laughs> um. So, uh, enough, said Voldemort, um, and the laughter dies. Many of our oldest family trees have become a little diseased over time, he says to Bellatrix. Um, or as Bellatrix gazed at him, breathless and imploring. How would you know, you half-blood bastard? Exactly. You must prune yours, must you not? Well, I mean, <laughs> he would know because at 16, he started the process of pruning his family. Um, he sure did. M- to keep it healthy, cut away those parts that threaten the health of the rest. Like, this is disgusting. Um, yes, my lord, whispered Bellatrix, and her eyes swam with tears of gratitude again. At the first chance, oh my God. you shall have it, said Voldemort, and in your family, so in the world, we shall cut away the canker that infects us until only those of us true blood remain. So it's like 14 of y'all are going to just be in the world by yourself and then, like, this just is some Lannister ass bullshit. <laughs> like it's disgusting. <laughs> some Lannister like, ass my God. bullshit. <laughs> it's really gross. I just don't understand, like, logistically, and like, you know, he's not thinking long term. And he seems like like I think that he fancies himself a visionary, and it just doesn't really seem like he's fully thinking it There's through. There's this episode of Star Trek Next Generation where they go to this planet and all of the people, all of the people on the planet are clones. And they've cloned themselves so much that they find the idea of, like, um, like actual, like, sexual reproduction, like, disgusting. Mm-hmm. So they steal the children off of the Enterprise because that seems to them, like, because all the clones are degrading as, like, you know, every time you clone. It's an ongoing thing, you know, like, analog. Yeah. Um, so they steal the kids and everyone is like, you can't just take our kids, though. And they're like, well, we can't. What do you want us to do? Have sex with each other? That's disgusting. And they're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's what I find. Like, it's like, 
Yeah. Have sex with each other. Make new children. That's how that works. That's what life is. Nope. You can't just keep intermingling. I mean, in this case, Voldemort, I feel like, is soon going to em- em- employ a breeding plan. Um, oh, God. I know. They're all going to be walking around like um, the Handmaid's Tale. It's just, it's going to be, I mean, that's the next logical step if he's trying to, like, grow the population of pureblood wizards when they're all in the room together right now. Like, it just, yikes. You know. Yikes on bikes. Um, And this is why he was putting it down on Bellatrix, because he knew. Uh, <laughs> I really need this to be a video podcast because both of those reactions mm. were amazing <laughs> like it's not your fault it's not our fault it's it's, it's her fault. fault it's her fault but like uh... <laughs> yeah okay um so uh Voldemort raises Malfoy's wand um the figure that's like been so all this shit's been happening and there's just been like a body floating around the table um, so the figure comes to life with a groan and begins to struggle As against invisible bonds. Do you recognize our guest, Severus? Um, Snape raises his eyes to the upside-down face. All the Death Eaters are looking at it now um, as though they had been given permission to show curiosity. Um, the woman says in a terrified voice, Severus, help me. Ah, yes, said Snape. And you, Draco? Draco shakes his head, but you would have not taken his classes. Or taken her classes, said Voldemort. For those of you who do not know, we are joined here tonight by Charity Burbage, who until recently taught at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Um, Yes, Professor Burbage taught the children of witches and wizards all about muggles, how they are not so different from us. Um, One of the Death Eaters spat on the floor. Charity Burbage revolves to face Snape again. Severus, please, please. Silence, said Voldemort. Um, not content with corrupting and polluting the minds of wizarding children, last week Professor Burbage wrote an impassioned defense of mudbloods in the Daily Prophet. Wizards, she says, must accept these thieves of their knowledge and magic. The dwindling of the purebloods is, as Professor Burbage in a mo- in, oh, I'm sorry. The dwindling of the purebloods is, says Professor Burbage, a most desirable circumstance. She would have us all mate with muggles, or no doubt, werewolves. Um, no one laughed. I, so I have a couple of things. One, him, like, I, and I didn't bring this up before, but them laughing at Tonks and, like, the Malfoys for um, Tonks marrying a werewolf. And, like, but at the same time, like, you notice Fenrir is not in the room. And you know that, like, he's been using Fenrir to get his, um, like, to get werewolves on his side. But then at the same time, thinks of them as, like, you know, filthy and Tell David Yates and, that. Yeah. So there's that. Um... But then also, so this reminds me of, like, now, which, I mean, like, it's it's a thing. It's happened often. Um, where it reminds me, like, the fact that she feels compelled to write this op-ed um, means that there are people who are, like, every day who are not necessarily Death Eaters who are probably becoming more nationalistic at this point and are may not be saying outright that they believe in that in Voldemort and that they agree with him, but are at the very least employing those beliefs and that behavior. And some there's somebody on the Daily Prophet staff who wrote something not necessarily in defense of Voldemort, but in defense of that ideology, because it's one of those like, mm-hmm. we gotta hear both sides type of situations. Um because otherwise there would be no reason for her to write that, right? Like for the most part, up until now, up until the, you know, 
Voldemort has come out back out into the open and is kind of like slowly taking things over. While there has been, like, we've talked about how the Wizarding Society is kind of set up for Voldemort to succeed. Um, she didn't feel the need to write that op-ed before this moment. Yeah. Um, which means that like the, oh the society and oh the climate God. of this kind of moment, even with Voldemort still kind of being like in the background, is like very palpable to everyone else and to her, which is why she felt compelled to write it. Um, so to bring it even more into the present, if you guys don't know about Jamal Khashoggi, who's a Saudi Arabian journalist who was murdered, uh, mm-hmm. um, he was being called by MBJ. MBJ. That's wrong. That's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> not right. MBS. The new Saudi Arabian prince. Oh, gotcha. gotcha MB gotcha. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, they were they were they were labeling him as like a radical and uh, revolutionary and wanting to overthrow like the Saudi government. And he was he was saying like I want to. I wish I could still be in Saudi Arabia. I want Saudi Arabia to succeed. I don't want revolution i just want i just feel like we're going in the wrong direction and like he was very much jamal Khashoggi was very much of like can we just go back to the status quo Mm -hmm. and not be super evil like can we just be like ambiguously evil again (laughs) um and that it's i mean but you know let's be honest (laughs) and but like that leap for him which wasn't even like in the, in the scheme of things was not like a revolutionary take was enough to get him killed mm-hmm. because of how like radicalized and how like much this new leader is holding on to power like jesus freaking christ yeah these books were written almost 20 years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did we not learn? No, and like, and it's funny because we were talking about like the damn wizarding world doesn't learn, but like, look at us. So, us. I mean, not me, obviously. We're <laughs> you didn't we're, do it. we're the oppressed. So, look at them. Yeah, look at them. I didn't do this shit. Anyway, um, no one laughed. There was no mistaking the anger and contempt in Voldemort's voice. For the third time, Charity Burbage revolved to face Snape. Tears were pouring from her eyes into her hair. Snape looked back at her quite impassive as she slowly turned away from him again. Avada Kedavra. Um, the flash of green light illuminated every corner of the room. Charity fell with a resounding crash onto the table below. Um, Dinner, Nagini, said Voldemort softly, and the great snake swayed and slithered from his shoulders onto the polished wood. And, and like, I hope at that point all the, the Death Eaters, like, got up and just, like, looking eat in peace. That is... Ooh. Yikes. Gross. Okay. That was the chapter first chapter. One. This is such like a delightful episode. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a genuine delight. Um, who yes. was your MVP? I have to give it to Charity Burbage. I think that, like, you were just saying, like, she... She took that step and, like, knowing that people are being disappeared, knowing... Um, I don't know. I don't. I I feel like an easy thing that she knew that she might die writing mm-hmm. that, but like knowing that she would definitely like get some attention put on yeah. her. She still took the time to like stand up for her beliefs and like write that and and be correct, like you know, mm-hmm. and like just call call out like this obviously flawed ideology. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and and even in her death, like she didn't say Voldemort, please. She didn't like ask for any other death either. She asked for the guy who she she knows or she thought she mm-hmm. knew to help. Um, but I think she also knew at that point that she was going to die, and she wasn't pretending like she didn't believe in what she wrote. Right. She wasn't like begging for her life in that in that kind mm-hmm. of way. Um, so yeah, for sure. Like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I MPC parody because she's out here living that real life that really, uh, applies, applies nowadays. And, and it's just really brave. I don't know if she's a Gryffindor, but I would guess she was a Gryffindor and I just think she deserved it. And also like literally, literally everybody else in this chapter is a death case, So. See, and that's, yeah, that was, that was really my litmus, personally. (laughs) Like, like, I honestly, like, shout out to Charity for being, like, a true ally, but also, like, literally everyone else in this chapter is. Shout out to Charity for being the only not- I mean, I guess Ollivander is in there, too, low-key. Yeah. But, like, man, there's Uh, not a lot of choice. Yeah. Um, I just also want to say that we ask, when we ask for MVP benched, Ariana's first MVP was question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> um, but she, um, Ariana benches charity. No, MVP. For MVP, sorry. Thank you. Ariana makes charity her MVP for being brave enough to risk it all. Amani also MVPs charity Burbage for dying for her beliefs and equality. Maggie MVPs charity for trying to make a difference and educate children out of pregnant prejudice and ignorance. Pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> Out of prejudice and Ugh. ignorance. That's what we have. Oh, and Sterling MVP's charity, the only not the only one not trash in the room. Yep. Yep. Um, and who did you bench? Snape. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I bitched I bitched Snape because I'm on a mission. Yeah. But also, like, fuck him. But also because, <laughs> um. I get it, like, I get that, like, you have to sacrifice whatever for the greater good or whatever, um, and that he made a calculus that Charity wasn't worth blowing his cover mm-hmm. over, but she's looking at him and crying and there's tears streaming down her eyes, and he doesn't even, he doesn't even give her a kind look, a sly knowing. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's good at occlumency and legitimacy, you know what I mean? Enough to, like, test it against Voldemort. He didn't even send, like, a a feeling of warmth. They're like, I don't know, like, just something. Yeah. Like, am I like bad, fam? Right. Voldemort. Nothing. A verbal, <laughs> a, a, a nonverbal spell easing her pain beforehand or killing her before he, de- I don't know. Something. Something. Just give something. Yeah. And also because, yeah, you know, I give, I'm on a mission. <laughs> I mean, I bench Snape for the same reason. Basically, like, usually, like, I default Hermione for MVP if, like, nobody else stands out or if everybody's just kind of meh. So this book, I think my if I'm neutral or everybody's trash, I'm just going to default Snape. So everybody's trash in this scene. So Snape, Snape gets that. a bench. I, I am, I understand, and I have a couple of, 
moments where Snape is gonna be benched for sure in this in this book, but like I, I had to give it to Tom this time. Just like he was. I mean, he, yeah, fine, whatever. Way to not be on the team. Way to <laughs> I'm not sorry be team that player. he's like the person at the in, at the beginning of this shit. Like it's his. But fault. we have a goal. I know, and I still think that he's gonna. I I am not worried about my vote to be honest. I'm not, but he. I yeah, it. I just I I think that like. Tom needs to have several seats um, and needs to perhaps like never get up again. So. This is yeah. true. Um, Ariana benches Snape, bench Snape 2K18 mm-hmm. slash 19. Yeah. It's a movement. It's not a moment. It's a movement. It was going to happen. Um, Amani benches Thomas for being the worst house guest of all time, which woo. I mean, his Airbnb <laughs> rating is terrible. <laughs> He ain't never gonna get just he never gonna really get to like, book another mm-hmm. one. All time vines, just like, snakes <laughs> eating shit all on the table. Like damn, mm-hmm. snake skin right. everywhere. Snake skin like, everywhere. Not picking it up. This garbage. Ooh. Um, Maggie bit to Snape. Always looking out for number one. And Sterling bit to Severus. He's an ass. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So thank you for listening. Next week we will be discussing chapter two of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows in memoriam. Um, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for all oh for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at we black and nerds, hashtag wizard team. Um, follow Delia on Twitter at Delia Dumbledore. Um, I mean, we know that you know she is not the Dumbledore stan or she is but mostly she for Minerva. She's, stan she's, a, she's the McGonagall stan account and Dumbledore it's a, it's is just a Minerva you know McGonagall, it's uh, stan account, as it says in her I do stan I, I stan Minerva McGonagall even when she's time yeah, jumping you know no. just... also shout out to Delia for being like I remember when we first like met you e-met you whatever like it was like I think your name was like head full of Roxburghs or something it's yeah. great. And I was just like, I've met my other like person that understands and really appreciates Luna and puts her on the pedestal that she deserves to be put on. So like She deserves. She deserves. <laughs> so shout out to that. Um and yeah. Shout out to that. That's I'm it. sure we will unfortunately discuss Shout out to the last Yes, chapter. the last first chapter, <laughs> even though it brought us some things that we weren't prepared for or asked for. Um that it didn't penis? even ask for, you know? Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Bellatrix won in the D. You know, they say that, like, once you get pregnant, there's a moment in, like, your, like, trimesters or whatever where you, like, just get, like, really... We like, should okay. just stop it right now. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.